Hello and welcome to another episode of the Employee to Boss podcast. I'm your host, Haley Hayhurst. Today I'm speaking with Jessica Sato about how to break free from the corporate grind and build an exit strategy to actually leave your job without stress, ease, all of that. This is really for anyone still in their corporate job or maybe wants to finally transition from just having a side hustle to a full-time career that you know you create yourself. This episode goes through a lot of important tips on how to do that without stress, which is the most important thing. So with Jess, I speak about an escape plan versus an exit strategy, because this is one of the things that I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs of, they just get frustrated with their job and they're like, I'm done with this. And then they just quit. And then sometimes entrepreneurship doesn't work out for them because they, you know, didn't plan anything. Now, I'm not saying you actually have to have a full written out plan to quit your job. When I started Espresso Podcast Production, I had no idea where it was going to go, but it all worked out along the way. But for anyone with children, a family, expensive things that you need to take care of, definitely having an exit strategy is the way to go. So Jess has been a entrepreneur for over 10 years. She hopped off the corporate treadmill and became an entrepreneur, but it didn't happen overnight. She created a plan, made mistakes, and learned from them along the way. She has helped dozens of women start their own successful businesses and leave the corporate world behind. Her goal is to help women find the path and purpose to their unique lives. So this is a really fun episode where we talk about paying yourself, figuring out your personal finances, deciding if this is really what you want to do. So if you've been on the fence for a while, tune into this episode and connect with Jessica and myself. We are both here to help you out. All right, let's get right into this episode. Welcome, Jessica Sato. I am so looking forward to this conversation. We've been connected for a while and it just, you know, there's so many new things in your life that I'm excited to hear about. So why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. You're right. It has been a while since we initially connected. So it's good to to be back. So as you said, my name is Jess Sato and I have been an entrepreneur for, well, since 2012. So we're going on 10 years and I've had various businesses in that chunk of time, but always have been working with people, professionals to grow and develop. Sometimes that's been really focused on their corporate career. Some of that's been focused on strategic planning. Um, And now what I mostly do is work with entrepreneurs, specifically women entrepreneurs, to help them walk away from the corporate space and then build their business. And let's see, I I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where it's snowy and gorgeous today. And I'm married, have two kids. Uh, And I'll just say that the, the path to entrepreneurship has had its ups and downs, as I'm sure you hear from all of your guests. Um, But it's always worth it to me to be able to manage my own schedule, to be free, to make my own choices, and to do the work that I'm really passionate about. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really why a lot of people are intrigued by entrepreneurship, because they want to be able to do their own thing on their own schedule. But of course, like I talk about in a bunch of my episodes, it's not just this clear, easy path to success. You definitely have to work 
through a lot of things before you actually, you know, find your success and find your systems that work. It's not easy to take time off, but it is worth it to have your own business. So it's really just like one of those things where you need to be in it for the long run, not just the short-term wealth or success or whatever you're imagining. Yeah, I I love that that's really the message that you preach because I think there's this interesting phenomenon right now, you know, as COVID, you know, really amplified what is and isn't working in our respective lives. There is this huge rise in entrepreneurship. And I think for a lot of people, there's this idea that, you know, if I'm an expert in my field, becoming an entrepreneur is going to be easy. And if you've been an entrepreneur for any length of time, you know that that is not true, right? It does take time, takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of effort to actually build your business. Um, and, and it's a slower process than I think most of us thought it would be when we made mm-hmm. the leap originally. Um, and so I just think, you know, when you go into it, having clear expectations and open eyes to what you're stepping into the, to the best that you can, right? I mean, you just never know until you get into it, but, you know, really stepping into it from a place of real understanding that it's not going to be just a simple process. Um, I think it's going to help set you up for success. That's awesome. So what are some things in your background that really prepared you to help other women get out of their nine to five or their whatever it is that they're doing that they don't love? Oh, that's such a good question. So, you know, I left the corporate world in 2010. And for me, you know, I was really at a breaking point. I had two young kids at the time. My husband was traveling all the time. The job I had, I loved, but I had zero bandwidth. And I just kept asking myself, you know, what, you know, is this really what my life is going to be? Right. I mean, I had planned my whole career. I mean, I was on track but it just wasn't working for me. And so the more I dug in and leveraged the work I had been doing, which at the time was around leadership development and really looking at how do you build a real strategy for your life? That's when I started to ask myself, you know, what would this look like if I did this? You know, if I started to make some changes and it wasn't, you know, I actually had no desire to be an entrepreneur, but I knew that something wasn't working. And so for me, it was a lot of trial and error to figure out what, you know, what is it that I want to do with my life, number one, um, and what are my options? And that process for me, that sort of self-exploration is a huge part of the work that I do now. I think the other part that has been important is not, you know, we talk a lot about escape plans, but for me, I wanted more of an exit strategy because I'm a huge believer that it doesn't make sense to run away from something. Like you have to be running towards something um, and doing that with intention and purpose. And so for me, being really intentional about building an exit strategy and seeing how that played out, setting aside the, the money and so on was really, you know, a really important component of my success and my ability to do that with, you know, relative, relatively low stress. Yeah. Low stress is really important. And I kind of have a similar story of where I wasn't really planning on becoming an entrepreneur. It was never, I never thought it was in the cards for me. I graduated college. I 
when I was going to go into the corporate world and then just things happened that led me to having my own business. And I am so thankful for it, but it's kind of the same story where this was never the intention. It just kind of happened, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because people do say, well, how did, you know, how did you start your first business? And honestly, very similarly for me, it was out of necessity, not like a a financial necessity, but I got asked back by the company that I left if I could, you know, do some work for them. And I needed to be a legal business in order to do it. So, you know, for me, it wasn't like this super strategic, I'm going to start my own business, but more, I want, I knew that I needed my life to be different. And so I built an exit strategy and I thought, well, I'll just figure it out once I get on the outside. Now, I don't know if I would In fact, I don't use that same strategy with the women I work with now, because I do believe that depending on your life circumstances, you do need to have something in in place, whether that's a side hustle, you need to have some kind of demonstrated ability to generate revenue on your own in your, in your new business. So, you know, I think some of that learning comes from, from different experiences that I, I personally had. And it, it honestly wasn't until I would say 2017 that I really realized, wow, I've just kind of been coasting along and yeah, things have been okay, but there was this real desire in me to be more strategic, to be more streamlined so that I was operating with intention. I think that really was a a game changer for me. Do you want to start growing your business rapidly in a really fun way? Do you want to increase your visibility and profits? I have just the thing for you. My course, Great Guesting, How to Grow Your Business Through Being a Podcast Guest is now available and it's guaranteed to get you on podcasts. Do you want to connect with more clients, share your story, make stronger connections, and grow your audience? But do you find that you're second guessing yourself, are indecisive on a topic because you're into so many things, and thinking, is this even possible? You'll love this step-by-step guide on how to be a podcast guest. We go over six lessons that are knowing your story, narrowing down the topic, finding podcasts to be on, setting up your audio, preparing to record, and of course, marketing, because that's what I'm all about. Being a guest can be fun, but if you don't have a plan to go with it, you're really just spending the hour talking. You're not moving your business forward, and that's exactly what this course is designed to teach you. You can find this course on my website at Espresso Podcast Production, and I guarantee you that you will be a guest on podcasts in no time. Yeah, can you kind of lay out what that exit strategy is? Because you know, that can mean a lot of different things for different people. And I'm sure with your clients, you do have to customize it a bit, but what is an exit strategy? And also like, what are the benefits of actually having one? Yeah. Great question. So for me, an exit strategy starts with information and awareness. So for example, you know, for a lot of people, it's not just a simple matter of I'm going to quit my job right now. For some people, if you're in a truly toxic situation and you're backed up against the corner or maybe you get laid off, you know, that's sort of a different category. But for most of us, we can take the time to actually get very focused on what our financial numbers are telling us, 
understanding what the boundaries are, right? I mean, starting a business doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And for most of us, especially if you're a service-based business, there's you know not necessarily a ton of overhead, but at some point you do have to pay yourself. And so understanding what that bandwidth is, I think is a really important piece. So knowing your numbers is a huge component of that. I think the second piece for me is really having the important conversations with the people in your life that, that will help you be successful. So in my case, that was my husband, you know, we, we did have kids, but they were infants, so it wasn't really relevant to them. But in my case, you know, I needed his support. I needed his salary to kind of be the buffer for me to be able to leave. And so part of that conversation was yes, about the numbers, but also the shifting nature of roles you know, what does it look like to have support? What are we anticipating in terms of, you know, how we'll divide up things within the home? You know, how much time are we going to give this idea, right? Not that from a place of, I don't believe in you, but we do need to set some parameters to, to have some check-in points to figure out, are we actually being successful? So some of those are the those important conversations I think are really important to building that exit strategy. And then the, the practicalities of that are using that information to figure out the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how much money do you need to have saved in order to replace your, you know, enough of, or all of your income so that you can leave, you know, so that timeline becomes really important. And then putting in some milestones that are going to enable you to check in and say, okay, yep, I'm on track. I'm set to, you know, give my two weeks or however many weeks notice and then actually be able to walk away. I think the other side of that is, you know, so that's sort of the, that's the exit strategy. The other piece of that though, is the business building side. So, you know, for me, when I look back, the mistake I made was not really having a solid business plan. I didn't have any real clarity on what I wanted to create. And so what I work with my women on now is making sure they do have clarity about their business idea. They do have a solid sense for, you know, who are they going to serve? What are their offers? Maybe even getting some, you know, generating some revenue, making some sales so that they understand the process of that. And they start to see that initial success. So it's sort of like two components, sort of the the numbers, what happens on the home front kind of conversations that, you know, allow you to be successful and what you're moving to and building both of those pieces simultaneously. And as you well know, it's actually complicated to do both of those things at the same time, to to work a full-time job and to build a business. It's not undoable, but you have to be very intentional about doing it. That's why the strategy is so important. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. A lot of people come to me, they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to leave their nine to five, you know, with me starting this podcast, I've talked to a lot of individuals who are like, this is so inspiring, but I don't know if this is for me. Like, I don't know how I'll ever leave my nine to five. Maybe I'll start a side hustle, see how that goes. There's just so many ideas out there. So many ideas that are all good ideas, right? Starting your side hustle is a great idea. Even if you don't want to leave corporate, having a second stream of income, starting your side hustle can lead to a full-time business. Definitely. But without the strategy piece, this is what I preach all the time with all business. You need that strategy. How long does an exit strategy working with you usually take to execute? 
That's a great question. It does depend on where you are with the finances and what you've already got in place, right? So if you're, you know, what I have seen pretty consistently is if you're starting from scratch, meaning you've kind of hit this wall in your life and you're like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I want to do something different. And you're just beginning to scratch the surface with entrepreneurship, really trying to figure out if it even is for you business idea, et cetera, I would say you're looking at least a year's time before you make that transition. Now, if you have, let me put a little asterisk on that. You know, if you have the finances or some, you know, somebody who can, you know, fill the gap for you, you know, that process can be shortened. So I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I preach like the importance of really knowing your numbers, because not just in your business, that's, I'm a huge advocate of that, but also your personal, you know, your personal finances, because that really does shape what that exit strategy looks like. Now, if you're using it, let's say you're a little bit further along, you've been saving money, you think this is a path you want to go down and you've already started the business building process, you know, that depending on your efforts, you can really ramp that up. Um, I don't want to say quickly because I do really believe it takes good six to nine months to get a real business off the ground and to be generating actual revenue. But, you know, there's always stories of people doing it faster. Sometimes it takes longer. So I say, you know, good rule of thumb is probably a year's time. Um, And that gives you a lot of time to save. I mean, when I look back on my own story, I made the decision, you know, I came home, I told my husband, I was like, this isn't going to work. I I need Mm -hmm. more flexibility. I'm just not, it's not, not going to get the job done. And I said, you know, when can I quit? You know, let's look at the numbers. And we built a solid plan to pay off all of our, you know, I had student loan debt and that sort of thing. And we built a one-year plan and it was one year before I walked away and I walked away comfortably, you know, and in that plan, it was not just paying off debt and, you know, it was reducing like the way, you know, sort of the, you know, to income lifestyle, we kind of shifted that and put that money toward other things in order to allow me to be successful. So, you know, I think there's a lot of variability, but I I think a year is a, is a good, is a good rule of thumb. Yeah, definitely. That gives you a lot of time to really think things out. And in that year, you can decide, is this actually what make sense for you and your life and all of that. You know, I know you help a lot of women who want to do this, but, you know, there's definitely some things that hold different people back for different reasons. Maybe someone starts their exit strategy and decides it's not for them or doesn't even start their exit strategy at all. I think this is interesting. You know, we I've been thinking a lot lately about how we live in this kind of culture where it's sort of like all or nothing and we make a decision. We feel like we have to stick with it for life. And, you know, even in the time that I've been an entrepreneur, I've just seen so much flexibility and, you know, there's just no one right way. And I really encourage people to be thoughtful and sort of vocal about the, the, the decision, right? If you really, I mean, to the extent that it's not going to impact the current job that you have, right? You know, to be vocal about what you're trying to create in the world. And also if you, you know, get to a point where you're like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. 
there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, this is actually not right for me. Mm-hmm. I really do think, and even if you've made the leap, let's say you've made the leap and you're in this process of building your business and you're like, I do not like this, right? For some people that is just being very honest. There's no reason to keep sticking it out just because you said you were going to do this and you feel like you need to keep doing right. Like it's okay to say, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm going to go back and get, you know, go back and get a job. And I think there's a, there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I think, you know, when I look at people who have started that process, you know, I worked with a client at one point for like nine months and she got to a place where she said, you know what, I just don't have what it takes to do, you know, to build a business of my own. And I think this is needed, but it's not me who's going to do it. And she ended up going back and getting a job that she, you know, a job that she purposely chose that she could be really intentional about. So, you know, there's just, I think there's so much fluidity in this process and, you know, it's great to be able to test it out, right? And figuring out, you know, what kind of business do you actually want to build, right? You know, it doesn't have to be, I think when we think entrepreneurship, we think, oh, these big, like giant, you know, Amazon, you know, kinds of businesses. But, you know, for a lot of people, it's it's good enough to build a small business that allows you to use your expertise in whatever way, shape or form that plays out and make a good living and and have additional freedom and flexibility that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, definitely. And to go off of that, I think us all as entrepreneurs, at least conversations I've had with my clients, we've all kind of hit that point where things get a little tough and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go back to corporate, like whatever, this is over. But then you think about it for like another half second and you're like, no, this is for me. (laughs) So I think it's normal to have those thoughts. It is normal to have those thoughts, but maybe, you know, just like the client you were talking about, if she's having those thoughts over spans of months, that's where you should really analyze what you're doing. Does it make sense for you? All of that. Could we talk about the power factor that you feel when you leave your job with a strategy behind you? I have tons of friends who have just quit their jobs on a whim because they just are over it. But having a strategy can make you feel really confident. And so can you share some of like the success stories of your clients where they've left or even your own where you left with that amazing strategy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't even think we have to talk so much about the what happens when you don't have a strategy, right? I mean, sometimes. Yeah you luck into something, but by and large, you end up spinning your wheels and kind of getting into this stressed, you know, stressed place where money becomes an obstacle for, you know, certainly has been true for me. It's been true for my clients that when you have a strategy, some of that pressure to deliver and to make money immediately dissipates and Mm -hmm. hands down, you know, whether you're, you know, into like energy and woo and all of that, right. There is something about this idea of scarcity. So if you're, you know, stressed about money and stressed about how everything is going to come together, that just kind of bleeds out and people are kind of repelled by that. So, you know, for me having a strategy and for my clients, having a strategy, it allows them some breathing room 
to be able to explore and to figure out what is and isn't working. It gives them the option to be a little bit more creative, to take their time in the business building process and to not have that sense of desperation that, you know, can creep in. And, and let me just say, you know, I do think that when you have a strategy that has already laid out or has already seen some demonstrated success, even before you make the leap, it just propels you, right? You're moving into that space with a really amazing energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not to say that you won't bump up against those inevitable roadblocks, right? There's no way around the fact that you're going to have some mindset issues. There's no way around the fact that you're going to start asking yourself, like, why me? Like, why should people choose me? Am I good enough? You know, all those imposter syndrome thoughts, but the strategy gives you sort of that North star, right? I mean, I mentioned, I live in Colorado and, and we're like constantly hiking. And, you know, I really think of having the strategy is a lot like having the map, right? I don't always know what's on the trail, but I know where I'm going. And so maybe I make a detour, maybe I try something a little bit different um, than, you know, what I thought I did, but I always know where I'm going, what I'm pointing toward. And then I can evaluate whether or not that's working for me. So that to me is the real benefit of having a strategy. It just reduces the stress factor, reduces that desperation to make money quickly because you have to be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think especially the stress factor like that you just said, that's a big part of why someone who wants to leave their nine to five, leave their corporate job in a strategic way that's sustainable should definitely consider hiring a coach like you rather than doing it on their own. Because yeah, you probably could figure it out step-by-step on your own, but that's the same with any industry. I do podcasting. I edit people's podcasts, put together strategies for their marketing, all of that. They could figure it out on their own, but the people I work with love having those strategies that actually work and take the guesswork out of it. And they like easy. They like ease. They like things that just make sense. And that's the same with your clients, right? They don't want to work harder to leave their nine to five. They don't want to work harder to struggle to have to supplement their income. They want to figure it out because you're not going to leave your nine to five to go have a harder job. You're going to go so it's easier on your life. Yeah. I mean, I'm always saying to my clients, like you didn't leave corporate to work harder and longer hours, right? I mean, it's, it's interesting that you bring this up because I wish there had been someone like me, right? I mean, we always say you, you build or create what you needed. And when I look back at my transition from corporate, I wish I had had someone to help me navigate sort of the nuances of, you know, building the exit strategy, things to have, you know, kind of conversations to have, um, you know, even how to be strategic in like building the business, right? I mean, like I said, I just kind of fell into it and was thinking, oh, this will this will all work out, which you know it did, but at what cost, right? How much time was lost, you know, mm-hmm. different stress factors, and you know, quite frankly, I don't really feel like I was acting. You know, the way I like to say it is, I don't think I was acting like the CEO of my business until like five or six years in. I mean, think of all the lost opportunity, right? So, you know, I really 
I wish that there had been someone like me. And I, I do think there's real power in hiring a coach to help you shortcut and reduce the stress of having to figure it out. I mean, I don't know about how your journey and how you had to, you know, figure out podcasting and, you know, building your side of the business, but, you know, I did a lot, I wasted a lot of money. I spent a lot of time doing things that were very ineffective. And Mm -hmm. I wish I had had someone early on who could have helped guide me or at least been a sounding board to say, you know, for me to say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really thinking about doing this thing. What do you think? And for them to say, well, you know, this has been my experience or this has been the experience of my clients. And, you know, if you go that route, I recommend X, Y, and Z, right. I just, you know, to even have that sounding board. So, you know, what I, what I say to a lot of people is, you know, maybe it's difficult to hire a coach. Maybe you don't have the, the resources, but definitely you can surround yourself with people who can speak wisdom into your life. You know, having your own personal board of directors to, you know, cheer you on, be your, that supportive person. You know, the, I think of it as like the wise elder, the person who, you know, has been down that road or at least has insight. The contrarian, you know, someone who is not going to just, you know, be your yes person, but is actually going to ask you those hard questions. Those are important considerations to bring into your circle. If you don't have that, right. Or maybe you're, you're not ready to hire a coach, but you need, you need that. That's where I think that can come in, but surrounding yourself with important people who, or people who can, you know, help you on that journey makes it a lot better. Oh my gosh. Yes. Building your community episode five that I have out is all about networking and building your community. It's a really powerful episode because, you know, she talks about how she was a teen mom and didn't have a community of other teen moms helping her or even people have gone through it. And it's the same thing with I mean, it's a little different, but leaving your nine to five, you need your community. Like it is very similar. You need to find a community of people who are going through it, have done it, have tips, just like you, a strategist. People like you make it so much easier for them to feel like they're not crazy or whatever they may feel like, oh, I'm leaving my high paying corporate job. What am I doing? You're doing the right thing. You You just need that reassurance. Yeah, stick it out. And, you know, I love that you brought this idea of community because let's be honest, your corporate community, those may be your friends, Mm -hmm. but they don't get what you're doing. And in fact, a lot of times they just, like you said, they think you're kind of crazy because you walk away from these awesome benefits and like this great paycheck. And, you know, it's sometimes they just, there's a disconnect between what they understand and and so finding this new community and building this community around you is, I mean, it's so vital because otherwise, you know, you end up moving into this very lonely space and, you know, entrepreneurship is hard enough as it is. So having people in your life who can pour into you is just it's priceless. I agree. I really agree with that. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience about the strategy or leaving your nine to five or anything that you do to help your clients? I think I would just say, you know, it's okay to experiment and to not feel like you have to have all the answers. And, you know, someone a long time ago, you know, when I was thinking about 
making the leap and building out something new. I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted all my ducks in a row. I wanted to know how this thing was going to play out. And if you wait for that, you're never going anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, take that minimal viable product that you have and just start and it will grow. You'll process what did and didn't work. You'll tweak it. You'll make it better on and on and on until it becomes this beautiful thing that you, you know, really want to create in the world. And so for me, it's really about being willing to, to step into this place where you're not perfect, where you don't have all the answers and just give it a go. And if you find out later down the road, Hey, you know, I don't think this is for me. You change courses, move on, do something different, but at least you have started, you've tried instead of just waiting for everything to fall into place and be perfect. I love that. At least you tried it to see, because if you never try it, you'll never know. Right. You'll never know. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge with us today. Tell us who you work with and how people can find you. Perfect. Thanks. So I work with highly driven, ambitious corporate women who are ready to make the leap. So for me, that looks like they have started to think about what entrepreneurship looks like and whether or not it might be right for them. Maybe they've kind of got a side hustle or they at least have a solid thought about what they want to do. And we take that, build that exit strategy, lay those business foundations, and then you know, build the marketing plan to, to help it grow. So I would say highly driven corporate women or brand new entrepreneurs who are really trying to figure this whole thing out. Maybe they've already mm -hmm. made the leap, but they're like, holy moly, what the heck did I do now? I don't know. And just are really looking for someone to help guide them through that process. So that's who I work with and people can find me. My website is Jessica Sato, S-A-T-O.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also on Facebook. Awesome. Well, those will all be in the show notes. So definitely go contact Jessica because if you're lost, like she is the girl to help you. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining me. I love to end every episode off with you sharing three actionable steps that the audience can start with today. Okay. So number one is we won't keep it super broad, but I would say dig into your numbers. If you were really thinking about walking away from your corporate job, dig into your personal numbers and figure out what you're working with. That is going to be the most powerful piece of information you have because it will be the foundation for building out your whole strategy. I would say really do some soul searching and make sure that you're not running away from something but that you're intentionally walking towards something else. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that is really done through some self-reflection that, you know, allows you to dig deep and figure out, you know, is this really the path or am I just disgruntled and unhappy with my job? And I just need a little tweak here or there, right? That I think is a really important piece of this process. And then, you know, to the, to the point that we had earlier, you know, hire a coach, hire someone to help you navigate this process. And I'll just say, you know, do your research, do your due diligence about, you know, who that person might be. Not everybody is going to be the right fit for you. You're not going to be right fit for everybody else. Um, so look for someone who has similar values, who gets what you're trying to create, who has been on the path before you, knows how to get you there, and is in it with you. And 
you know, you'll know deep in your gut if it's the right person. So don't get, you know, don't get, you know, caught up in all the shiny objects and the bells and whistles. Just really look at who this person is, what they're talking about. If you feel any resistance to that, it's, it's good to just pay attention to your gut. Those are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. And thanks so much for joining me today. Everything will be in the show notes and also on my website, Espresso Podcast Production. You can find the show notes there, links, all of that. So thank you so much, Jessica. This has been such an amazing episode. And I think exactly what people need to hear. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.